Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey everyone, this is Christian Heimel, host of Press Row. Thanks so much for listening to the following broadcast, courtesy of Public House Media. Disarming Disability. Hi, I'm Nicole Kelly, and I'm a speaker and an activist. And hi, I'm Sarah Tuberty. I'm an occupational therapy student, a flight attendant, and an aerial artist. We both live with a disability. We both were born with a congenital limb difference and are hosts of a new podcast, Disarming Disability, coming to you on Public House Media. So come learn, explore, and understand disability so we can deconstruct these social stigmas and really build a more inclusive society. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or at publichousemedia.org. Come hang out with us every Wednesday. Also follow us on Twitter at Disarm Disable, Instagram and Facebook at Disarming Disability, and check out our website at disarmingdisability.com. Bye. a mom and dental assistant. If you are new to my show, welcome and thank you for tuning in. If you are a regular listener, I just want to extend a very, very warm thank you for continuing to listen to our show every other week. I am very excited about today's episode because I have another guest on our show. I'm super excited about the work that she is doing and that she does. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce Tia with Dependent Work. And Tia, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining me. Um, I know you guys can't see this, but it is super early while we're recording this. So thank you for getting up. Thank you for spending your time with us. And why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what it is you do, and we can go from there. Hi. So thank you for having me on your show, Jenna. Um this is Tia, like Jenna said, from Dependent.Work. I am a now going on almost 10-year military spouse. Uh, wow, the time has passed so fast. And um, I am an HR professional. And that's, um, you know, I've been able to, luckily for me, I've been able to have continuity in my career. But I know a lot of military spouses don't have that opportunity. And so from that, Dependent.Work was born. And Dependent.Work is um, a resource, a tool, um, educational, assess like anything you want it to be is a military spouse, a support um, for career guidance and advice. And um, the goal of Dependent.Work is to make more workplaces um, military-friendly, and that's to employ military spouses, number one, and also making sure our transitioning veterans get employment as well. Yes. So that's really me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. And one of the things that totally drew me to Tia is the fact that she's trying to bridge that gap for working spouses. I'm a working spouse myself, and I feel like sometimes it's really, really hard to find jobs. And I'm sure Tia experiences this or has seen this because a lot of employers, I feel like, are scared to hire military spouses because they know that we're going to be moving a lot. And to be honest, whenever I have to turn in my resume to somewhere new, whenever we move, I always have like a, a little bit of a fear because my resume is not, it's consistent, but every two to three years, it's showing that I'm moving. And that in general, employers don't really like, but then depending on the place that you are, they generally put two and two together that you're a military spouse. And for me, it instills a little bit of fear. And, you know, it's so crazy you, you say that to me because yeah, last night I was at the um, 
military spouse professional network group. And if, if you have a, a network group that's close to you, I uh, advocate going and attending. It's not only is it great resourcing, but it's also a great support system um, if you're trying to maintain your career. But the thing is, is that I heard a lot of um, people that were saying that same thing. They had this, there was like a fear based around continuing your career. And I've had the totally opposite experience where I've had really great support um, as a military spouse. So it's really, um, I think, one, about aligning your values with the company that you're working with. Um, two, there's this big thing about military spouses moving every two to three years. And that's Oliver. He's our co- co-host. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> My two-year-old's up and awake. Um, and I think may not be feeling well, so he wants to be with mom. But um, And that's, that's part life. Of, right? That's part of a military <laughs> spouse life and also working a mom. Yes. A uh, gig. So um, I think number two, there's this myth about military spouses and that, oh my gosh, or, or it's not a myth. I mean, it's true. We move frequently, but the, the thing about it is the actual employment population is also only working two to three years at one company. It's the climate of our environment right now. Um, and as a recruiter by trade, like that's something I have to combat with, regardless of it, if it's a military spouse or somebody who's supposedly living in this in the state for a long time. Like they're gonna bounce between jobs. And I live in Vegas. Vegas is a very nomadic environment. Um, you can see that people have bounced from casino to casino to casino, and probably that's due to compensation and. Um, one of my examples is is that when I interview people and if I saw a gap and somebody explained it to me as well, you know, we're a military family and we were stationed in a remote location for two years where the um, um, employment popul- um, economy was not there for me to continue my career. And during that time, I got a certification or I was online doing uh, uh, sorry he i apologize <laughs> don't be sorry um let me put on super wings for him <laughs> all right so so if they if you explained it as like my two-year gap like i said was i was in a remote location there was the economy there didn't support me being able to sustain my career and during that time i got a certification or i was studying xyz um, that to me goes a lot further than uh, I change jobs every one and a half years because they don't pay me enough. Um, so it's all in how you frame that. And I do understand that the resume, you can format it so that that isn't as visible, you know, the two years here, two years there or gaps. Um, and if anybody is interested in me looking at the resume to say like, hey, like change the format here. Here's how you should show your skills. I'm totally open to that. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, actually, is if <laughs> that's something that you can and want to do to help military spouses is look at their resumes, because I'm sure mine needs a little bit of work, <laughs> so I'll be sending it over. But um, I also feel like resumes in general can be a really hard thing to you know, format and understand exactly what employers are looking for. So to kind of have that inside um, scoop, so to speak, I think that is amazing. And it's an awesome resource, especially for military spouses, because like you said, you can help them kind of make it cohesive. So it's not standing out like, boom, I was only here for two years here. I was only here for three years. I took this amount of time off. So it's not so very cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm always good at reviewing a resume and sending over format, say, hey, use this format or saying, what's the industry you're looking at? Like, does your resume reflect that industry? So um, for certain, (laughs) I have my uh, we have our third co-host that just woke up, my five year old. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So he is uh, carrying over my my. My shoulder, and I'm like, somebody's staring at me. <laughs> you can just feel it, right? I, I just feel it. Yeah, it's Bubba. It's okay. He's okay. 
Oh, okay. Jenna, just give me one second. Of course. We're having a little meltdown. Of course. Um, Oliver, you're fine. Colin, do you want to go over in the other room and watch TV? Come here. Okay. My two-year-old just learned to talk, so Aww. it's um, the words that he strings together like "mommy up." Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So, okay, where were we? Back to resumes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm really good at saying like, "Hey, let me look at the format. Let's reformat." To- so. Let's show your skills up front. Or we can say, hey, what industry are you in? Um, I had a military spouse um, friend who's an instructional designer. And she was like, hey, I'm I'm struggling um, with getting interviews. And I said, first of all, let me look at your resume. I took the resume and I said, well, it's not reflecting your design skills. You know, that's a area where if you actually had more of a graphic resume, it makes sense. Because that shows them that you have the capabilities of being able to design something. It may not be in the same media as what you would be designing um, for instructional videos, but it still shows that creativity. So you need to change your resume to reflect that. Um, Based on the job, the industry, like whatever you're looking at, you have to be mindful of those components. And those are just things that I know as a recruiter that like most people don't know if it's not your your livelihood. So I'm definitely open to looking at resumes and, and looking at LinkedIn. Make sure you have a LinkedIn. That's the, one of the best ways to connect professionally. Well, that is great information to know because I personally do not have one, <laughs> but I will surely make one now. <laughs> I also... sh- and Definitely with a podcast, you should totally have a, a LinkedIn. That's a really good piece of advice. (laughs) I also find it really, really intriguing that you said how the normal workforce, you know, civilians, their average time at a job is only two to three years as well. So it makes me wonder where this stigma, I guess, um, of being a military spouse and having that every two to three years on your resume was such a bad thing where that came into play. Like who so, like who decided like, oh <laughs> this looks terrible on your resume. <laughs> like So I think it's that our you have to look at the evolution of career, right? So we used to have these careers where people stayed at the same job for thirty years, forty years, fifty years. Um and as we evolve as a culture, as the generations evolve they want different things out of, of out of a career. Their career isn't their their life anymore. It's a part of their life, but that's not their only thing. And so as people try to balance inequities, right, pay inequities, so how do you do that? You bounce from job to job in order to increase your value. And so uh, we just have naturally evolved from a, a community where And it's sad to say this, right? There's not the loyalty of you don't have a pension set up anymore. Like you're responsible for making sure you're you're set for retirement or whatever your, you know, financial needs are. Um, Companies just, you know, naturally as we evolved from being this industrial society into a very um, capitalistic society, things have changed. And the business is not no longer really responsible for the employee. Not that they don't value their employees, but it isn't the same, right? Um, they Now they make sure you have health benefits. You have those options of 401k. Um, if they are a company that has stocks, you have the ability to buy stocks, but it's not just naturally given to you for most companies. Those are things you need to invest in for yourself. Yeah, And so I think that that has, that's what's changed um, us as like an end, as an employment industry, is a, is a um, cultural from a, a career standpoint. And so that's why it's changed to, it, this affects everyone, not just the military spouse, but it's easier to pinpoint it with the military spouse, right? Like we already know how that rolls. Like we already know that it's going to be probably every two to three years you're going to move. Um and I think that that's just 
um, been instilled and that's just something that we have to get out of. It's a, it's fear-based and it's not something that's always realistic. I've been blessed with my last employer I worked at for six years. Um, my current employer I've been at for two years and, um, hopefully can be there longer. And we are trying to be strategic about seeing how long I can be where I'm at, um, because the opportunities are great for me as well. So, you know, it's just, it's, you have to have the employer that understands that there's the value in the community and there's great value in our community. Um, When the employment rate looks like 26% for underemployment and unemployment, um, and you look at the value of, you know, degreed individuals within our community, it's such a great talent pool that needs to be um, championed and lifted up. Um, and employers are missing out if you bury your head in the sand and say, like, hey, I don't want to deal with it because they're only going to be here for two to three years. Well, if I have a company, I want that person that's going to move the needle. I don't care how long they're going to be there, but if they have a true impact on the business, that will sustain. Yes, absolutely. And you make some really great points. I've been very blessed with the job that I currently have. Um, I was with this employer previously. I moved for about a year. It's a really long story, but, um, you know, she took a chance on me and she, I am always very upfront whenever I interview about the fact that I'm a military spouse and she took a chance on me and she had the same mindset. Listen, I know you're only going to be here for a couple years, but I feel like you can do big things for the company in those couple years that you're here. And to me, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. And, and, but that makes you want to work there, right? Like that yeah. makes you feel comfortable like I when talking to certain military spouses and they say they feel like they need to hide a portion that's so large because being a military (laughs) spouse is a large part of your life it isn't everything but when you have to go to events and it's at five o'clock in the afternoon and you get off at 5 30 you how are you supposed to let go early when you need to get dressed you need to get ready when you're not telling your employer why you have to leave a few hours, like an hour or so earlier than usual. Yes, absolutely. It, it's And then you become a flaky employee that's, you know, has this weird secret <laughs> life, right? <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, I'm laughing about it, but you're right. It's so true. And there are so many people that do that. And me personally, I'm like, I can't really keep a secret. So I would not be able to hide that for sure. But no. Like you said, it's it's so sad that military spouses especially feel like they have to do that because of the life that they live. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you shouldn't have to feel like I support one of the things that happened last night is one of the um, co-leads for the uh, professional network. She was talking about that like that same day. She works at a um, government contractor and somebody found out who she talked to them about who her husband was and they were like, Oh, well, Katie did a great job at planning this event, but did you know her husband is X, Y, Z person to the general and did all this great stuff. And then she had to like stop him and readjust that because she's like, that's great. That's him. But I'm Katie. Like, and this is what I do. And, and so I was like, it's very powerful how you balance that the identity part of being a military spouse with also your professional identity. Yes. Because we love to talk about what our husbands do, our, our, our wives. I don't want to leave out the, the male spouses um, because it is cool. They are defending our country. They are, you know, they do these cool jobs that are not normal. My husband is a weapon system specialist. That is not a job that translates to civilian life. And it's cool. Like, so he plays with weapons. I'm like, yes, he does. Like, <laughs> and he plays with jets. Yes, he does. Like, it is the people want to know more, but it's also about, okay, let's redirect this back to who am I? Who am I as a professional? What can I bring to the table? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like so many spouses, myself included, can go down almost like a rabbit hole of losing yourself and losing your identity. Um, because you're a military spouse, because your spouse is doing amazing things. And I know one of the things for me, like I just in general love working. I'm in the dental field and I love helping people feel good about themselves. 
Um, and I just, I love it. I, to be honest, never had a desire to be a stay at home mom and that's fine. Um, but another thing of that was that I didn't want to lose my identity as Jenna. I wanted to continue to be Jenna. I am Jenna. I am a dental assistant. And when my husband was on recruiting duty, I was obviously working and I would go into his office and his, you know, pulleys would be like Mrs. Burt or ma'am or whatever. And I know they have to, to say those things, but I would always look at them and I would say, listen, I get that you have to say this and I respect that, but I am Jenna and I am an individual because I feel (laughs) like it oftentimes gets lost. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, so my dad was in the Navy and then my brother was in the Air Force. So, you know, and it's different when you're a sister and a a child in the military, right? Like you don't know any better. So you don't, and, and the exposure I had was so limited. So it was kind of a culture shock when you come into it and you're like, first of all, don't call me ma'am. Like I'm 20. Right. Like that, that's uncomfortable. Second of all, I'm like this badass. Like, let's talk about it. Look what I do. I have two degrees. Like I'm making a difference in the world. Like this is me. So this is what he does, but this is what I do. And I remember like that was me when I first became a military spouse because we didn't have kids either. So you have that, like, you have that whole thing too. And it's like this, when you don't have the kids, you don't have anything to talk about. And then if you find you're um, in a group of women that are stay at home moms, which is totally fine, but they don't have an identity and they don't, they want to. And then you have this awkward, like very strong identity. It's like bridging that, that gap and trying, and then I would see, find myself just because it's natural to who I am being like, you would be so great at this. How about we work towards doing this? Like you want a career, we're going to make it happen. And, but that's not what everybody wants. Um, and sometimes like the only identity they have, they know based on the military and, and you, it's that balance, right? That's it's the balance between us as military spouses, us as part of the military community. Like there's all these layers to it. And uh, I just think it's so great. I love finding like-minded uh, women that are like, Hey, like I want to do this career thing, but I also have, have learned since having children how to um, connect with people who are like, no, I just want to nurture the family until I get to that point of, uh, yes, he found some film. He is like, he is excited about that. Until <laughs> <laughs> um, I get to the point that my kids are raised, and then I'll figure out what's for me. And I think that's great. Like I think that's the cool thing about this community is there's a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you made a really great point about you know these spouses who maybe don't have this identity and how you have this strong identity and just wanting to help them and wanting to the, empower them and let them know like, Hey, you don't have to come to the surroundings around you just because you're a military spouse and you're a mom doesn't mean you can't be an individual too. And mm-hmm. it's people like that, that we as military spouses in this community need a lot more of because there are so many spouses that don't work. Whether it's yeah. financial reasons, whether it's because they want to stay home and nurture their family, which is fine. Or maybe it's because they don't know who they are or what they want, but they also don't feel like they have the resources or the means or the needs to figure that out. So to know that there's somebody out there that is supporting that role, basically, and empowering them to, hey, find your identity. If that's what you want to do, find it. Go do it. Definitely. I feel like, um, so before um, we PCS, so this was my first PCS, and um, I knew that I wanted to help support from a career aspect. Like I said, like it was something that was inside of me, and I was like, I've always had that, I need to do more. Like there's more I can be helping. So I was always a key spouse. I've always been a key spouse because that was one way I could give back. But I felt like, um, as I saw my friends who um, were either staying behind to, to keep the continuity in their careers or still lost in figuring out what their careers were, I was like, I have that resource to help. Why not help? And it, 
it just kind of evolved. And so once we hit PCS, I was even stronger about it because the, um, the move for me was smoother. Um, not necessarily the circumstances of the move, but as far as like getting a job, like we moved here in November, I had a job in December, like it went really fast. Um, but I feel like after that move, I understood the, all the stress of the PCSing in combination of trying to keep the continuity of career. But because I did it so smoothly, I felt like this is something I need to help others with. So then I developed out like, okay, here's what Dependent.org is going to look like. And this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm going to attend this conference. <laughs> Why not? This sounds fun. So... I was online and I was like, oh, military influencers. This sounds like um, something I need to get involved with. And so I went to the military influencer conference last September. And that's where my world opened up to all these people that are just making a difference in the community. So then I started connecting with them. And then I started getting into social. And then it's like, all right, there's this rabbit hole of all these military spouses we can connect with and just see what they're doing, whether that's, you know, business to business sales or they're making stuff or like you, you have a podcast as, as you're also doing your career on the side. I like how I say that your career on the side. Yeah, right. I always joke about my real job and like my fake job, you know, like, I'm like, Oh, my real job is this. <laughs> but it was, it's just that it opened up like the internet is, amazing and it opens up all these resources all these other people and i think that that's where we as a community need to push people with metro by t-mobile your hard-earned money goes further this tax season there's zero fees to switch enjoy metro's lowest price just 25 bucks a line for four lines plus get four free samsung galaxy phones when you switch now that's the best deal in wireless Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. Too, like to say like, hey, like if, if you feel like you're trapped in this little, on your little island, you don't have to be. Um, the internet has made it possible that you don't have to be trapped in that island. You can still have this world beyond you and you can make it fit into your world. Um, you just have to find your niche. Yes. And that's just been a great thing just to see how people are kicking butt at different things, whether that's volunteering or um, they're really good at crocheting and they, they've made a whole line of different knit scarves and hats and whatever it is um, that is, you know, taking taking their financial situation to the next level um, just by starting their own little business or they're empowering others to do what they want to do. Like, it's just so cool. <laughs> well, and there's so many spouses out there that everybody I feel like has a niche. Everybody is good at something. I mean, I cannot crochet to save my life, but I love crocheted things. So it's like everybody can benefit from everybody and what they're niche is it's just a matter of finding it and becoming that person and finding your identity but if you don't have anybody to lift you up and empower you along the way it makes it really hard yeah and just and like, well I think that's why the internet's so cool is you can find your tribe like you can find those people to help push you through they don't have to be here like I moved away from my family and friends we all have moved away from our family and friends and um, you may not talk to them all the time, but if you need them, they're there. And that's what's great about the community. If you find the right people, like there is still, like we've talked, like you've talked about, I feel like I've talked to you already about this topic, but it's because I've listened to the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you've talked about is that there are those pockets that are healthy and that's in any community that's in the work environment um, as well that are just, you're going to have energy vampires that are trying to suck away your joy. Like, it's, it just happens. But yeah. if you find the right communities um, with the people that are trying to make a positive impact, you too can then find your strength to make your positive impact. Yeah, and like you said, you can meet these people on the internet. There is this really funny meme that this always reminds me about, and it says something like 1999, parents warn, you know, kids not to get in 
um, Strangers' Cars, and then it's like 2009, um, Don't Meet People from the Internet Alone, and then it's like 2019, get a, meet a stranger on the internet, get into their car alone, called Uber. <laughs> like, And it's so funny, but I know we were talking about, you know, the way the workforce has evolved, and this is kind of the same thing. You know, people were always so timid and scared to meet people on the internet, but some of the best people that I've met I've met on the internet. I met my best friend literally through another friend that I met on the internet. <laughs> so it's such an amazing thing to have nowadays. I know there are still skeptics, <laughs> mom, um, which I love my mom dearly, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a, it's a totally di- different generation. And, you know, I'm sure you understand like our kids' generation is going to be even more different than what our generation is right now. But I feel like we have so many more resources than our parents' generation did, and it opens up a whole new world, basically. It really does, and the the funny part is one of, at the networking session last night, it was just so great. So there was, like, a veteran spouse there, and she was just talking about her career journey, and she, like was a hustler like I mean everywhere they moved she had a job like she made it work and that was in a time where you don't have the internet to be uh, proactive about meeting people ahead of time um that your networks are probably not as connected because um it you just don't have the resources that you have now between you know text messaging and keeping in contact in so many different mediums And she's like, I used to have to mail in my resume. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And so when you you think about that, we we are blessed, you know, like, she's like, I mailed in my resume and I went down to the office and I sat there until I found the person who was the person I was supposed to get my resume to. Oh, my gosh. The perspective that puts it into is that if you really want something, you can have it and it's so much easier to have it. Now, don't go stalking people. Like we need to be mindful of how how aggressive we are, but it's definitely from a, a career networking mentorship um relationship building, we have the capacity to do that in such um spades. Like it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can a mailed in a resume like our kids are not even going to know probably what the mail system is by <laughs> by then. So, yeah. but it's it's just crazy to me the amount of resources that are truly out there that military spouses especially aren't taking advantage of and I don't know if they're not taking advantage of it because they're scared, they're worried they're going to be judged or they just don't particularly know how to find the resource that they need. Yeah, so I think it's a, um, a combination of all, all of those things. I think, um, right, the hardest part about the jump is the leap, right? Yeah. Um, and so for a lot of people, that fear of the unknown, of what this is going to bring, how this is going to change the dynamic of the family, sometimes people don't want to change um, because they don't want to upset the apple cart. So th- there's probably a little bit of that, like, you know, my husband or my wife met me as this person, and now I'm saying that I want to evolve into something else. That sometimes can be a hard balance. Oh, that's a really um, great point. Right? Like, so, you know, that I think is um, partially part of it. I think the other part is that the places we go for the resources aren't always timely or up to date. So going to your local, you know, uh, Airman Readiness Center or uh, I, each base ha- calls it something different AFRC for other people um there's a a resource um family resource groups they have resources in there but sometimes it's just the flyer that they've got maybe three weeks ago and that's jobs no longer available or those resources have already passed yeah And, and so I think there's that and that's one of the the or you don't have time to go like Tell me about what time you have what time you have during the day to go by base to go look for resources. Yes, absolutely. That is one thing as a military spouse that kind of drives me nuts because things like links and um other resources like that 
generally their meetings are like on a Tuesday at one o'clock in the afternoon. And even though I'm already a working spouse and maybe I'm not going to links to find, you know, a job or look for a career or anything like that, maybe I want the other resources that they're providing as a working spouse. I can't do that unless I take off work, but then I'm losing money and then it starts this whole domino effect. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that drives me nuts about those things, but it also makes me really thankful for people like you who are online, who can help at six o'clock in the morning on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, it, like one of our things that we have, we combat with um, as a key spouse group is um, we have, you know, working um military spouses that are helping with the group and if we have incoming spouses that are coming in um they they have these meetings during the daytime because that's convenient for the service members but that's not convenient to the people that are going to come and support them and then if they're not encouraging them to come then what's happened is now you've um kind of the credibility of the event or how it's supposed to go then loses its luster and the people that are helping support it don't want to give up their time to do that like i'm giving up money to come in and volunteer but if no one's showing up you know where's the value in that yes absolutely so i want to talk about a little bit about what the key south group is because there are probably a few listeners that on that are going to listen to this podcast or that are listening to this podcast that maybe don't know exactly what that is. And I think it's a great resource. Um, And I think a lot of it, uh, sometimes the great resources that we have available aren't known to the spouses. And, you know, maybe they know of it, but they don't know about it. So they don't see the value in why they should, you know, invest in this particular event. Yeah, definitely. So are you, you're, you guys Marine Corps? Yes. Do they call it key spouse in the Marine Corps? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. <laughs> um, okay, no, no worries. So um, so in the Air Force, there's this, the program's called key spouse, and sometimes I just throw it around like everybody knows what it is, and I realize that this is different for every group, but um, every military branch. <laughs> and each military branch has um, a group of volunteers, uh, usually a spouse group, and it's led by an officer's um, spouse, because uh, they want to be very make mindful of, you know, we have male spouses that help with these things. Um, and the group is dedicated to help with resources. So in the Air Force, we call it key spouse. And what our goal is, is to make sure that whatever is going on you know the tools and um, you know the events, you know the programs that are available to you. And that could be during deployment. There's um, a monthly dinner that is held for deployment families. And making sure that those resources are reached out to those families because um, not everybody is aware of these events. Or, hey, we're going to have a HeartLink, which tells you about the base and the local area and what you need to know and different resources that are available to you and when those events are going to be. Um, it could be anything from, Hey, this is going on in base. We're having a fun run, um, to this week, the pools close. That's kind of our a responsibility as a key spouse group is to make sure that you guys are getting the tools you need. Recently we had an incoming family. The spouse was moving first. The husband, um, was remote and then was going to meet them. Uh, here and they didn't have dishes yet because their stuff was in limbo um of course you know the pcs limbo oh yes (laughs) (laughs) such a real thing right and and she's just like i just need some like pots and pans like can i rent them from outdoor rec or is there a place i could rent them from and we kind of all collaborated together to give her resources and say not necessarily are you giving your stuff but it's more like hey like there's a dollar tree that's up the street that you could probably buy some cheap pots and pans and just uh tide you over until your stuff comes or we found out that you know outdoor rec does have kitchen stuff that is um, for rent so it's working with the first sergeants it's working with the commander's um spouse 
as well as um, spouses of whatever unit you're in. So I'm the key spouse for my unit and then rolls up to the squadron. Okay, that level. makes sense. Yeah. And then we are just there to facilitate for resources. And um, we man a Facebook group so that people have um, a place to link to um, before they're coming or if they're leaving or if they're... There's this weird thing with remote tours is that they're not no longer connected to... The spouse is no longer connected to the outgoing base, but there isn't really a key spouse group in the remote. So where do those people lie? And we kind of still assist with letting them know about resources and making sure they're aware of what they need Well, yeah, before they I move mean, to their next base. They still need resources just because, <laughs> you know, they're remote doesn't mean they don't need resources. Every spouse yeah. needs resources. And um, I think that is an amazing group <clears throat> that is available to our spouses. But like I said, a lot of spouses probably don't know that that's available and I know for every branch it is different um for the Marine Corps I know as like a um unit we have the family readiness group or FRG it used to be the family readiness officer the FRO and now they Mm -hmm. changed it I think it's the FRG but um they're you know basically for the unit in particular like you said like you said, you are for your unit. They're basically the same thing for our spouses' units in the mil- in the Marine Corps. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great resource if you know about it and if you are open to meeting people. I um, we've had groups that have gotten a bad rap, and so sometimes <laughs> people are not interested in participating. Um, but I I have always had a great experience. I've met some of my best military friends through being a key spouse, our commander's wife who helps um, run the group is just a ray of sunshine. And just every time you see her, she grabs you and pulls you in for a hug. And how do you not love that as part of your leadership to have such a, a warm welcome? And they have been such key members to making sure that the group does a really good job. Like they don't deal with gossip. Like they, they just aren't, they're not about that. They're like, we have a job to do to make sure the families are supported and that's the focus. And so, and they're very good about like, we understand because she works um, as a, a nurse. And so they're like, we understand about the time commitment. Like we understand you give what you can. Yeah. And so that makes it a lot easier to be a part of the group because yeah, I'm going to be at these functions anyway. So why not be at the functions in a supportive manner? Um, but if you said you needed like 15 hours a month, I can't, I can't give you that. Right. But if you say, just come show up, help, you know, set up or stay behind or introduce yourself to the um, spouses, I can do that all day. Yes, absolutely. And it's really funny that you make a point about you as a spouse are basically, you know, in charge of your unit and the spouses in your unit and making sure that they have the support that they need. It's very different in the Marine Corps because most of the time, those people, the family, the FRG, they are actually Marines. And you made a point about, you know, the groups getting a bad rap and people not wanting to be involved in it. And it's definitely the same in the Marine Corps because honestly, if it is a Marine that is in charge and no offense to any males out there, but particularly males... (laughs) Female spouses are not going to really feel comfortable reaching out to you being like, hey, do you know where I can get some pots and pans? Like, (laughs) we know that um, they already have their job that they're doing in the Marine Corps. And then this is kind of like a voluntold position that, hey, you're going to be the family readiness person. Um, And so there's not usually a lot of involvement. However... In this particular unit that my husband's with now, um, we have a lot of spouses that basically take it upon themselves to make sure that the spouses are taken care of. One of the spouses started a deployment buddy program um, for everybody in the unit. It was optional to participate. You filled out a little survey. She matched people up. And it's just a really fun activity to keep everybody engaged. 
you can keep it a secret who your your buddy is or you can tell them um, but every month they get you know a little gift and based on the information that you sent in and it's really fun but to have a male marine <laughs> do something like that we just know isn't going to happen and I think that's why these other spouses have stepped up to basically um, partake in that role. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it's uh, easier to relate to somebody that's like you, right? Like, that's yes. going through the same things you're going through. And it's hard to um, be able to say, I mean, it, it's in the working environment, too, it's kind of hard because you have people who are just, they're not, they're ignorant to your needs. And it's not always just because, okay, <laughs> Oliver, shh. <laughs> um, and it's not always because it's intentional, right? At my my main um, employment place, so I work for a travel company, and we are, like, my goal for 2019 is to develop out the military program. We already kind of started it, but, it like, it, we stumbled upon it. It wasn't, like, a, something that was intentional. And so now we're trying to become more intentional about what that program looks like um, because we know that there's such synergies between what we do and the military. So, and we can employ a lot of military spouses because we have that bandwidth to do it. But a, a, some of the things that um, I have to do to realign um, the expectations is that, no, it's not going to be military spouses only do call center jobs. Like it's going to be other jobs we can incorporate. We, these are educated employees that regardless of their status their military status they can bring wealth to the company and so it's for me um that's kind of this the the unintentional ignorance is what i'm trying to clear up yes absolutely absolutely and that's such an amazing thing <laughs> he's killing me uh, so cute but I, I totally get it <laughs> no but I think it's an amazing an amazing thing that you will be able to employ those military spouses and they are going to be empowered and they are going to have amazing amazing resources for them yeah I, I, I'm excited about it I think um Overall, like the long term goal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where's I couldn't brother? love this anymore oh right my now. Gosh. I, I, go find your brother and ee him with something <laughs> that's not going to hurt him. Take your iPad and go. Let's have a this. So, right? I know. My kid's but, on YouTube right now. She's- <laughs> So anybody like um, that is good at parenting, I would love some advice because <laughs> I'm good at the job thing, not so good at the parenting. Agreed, girl. Agreed. <laughs> maybe maybe we could have a military spouse on the podcast just to do an episode about parenting. <laughs> I'm like, they are alive. Nobody's dead. Like, I'm doing a good job. That's right. That is so right. <laughs> so, I like so for me, like when I like. Okay, I'm not gonna leave you. He he's my Velcro baby, so um, he can't be far away from me. And when I was when I had my first son, I was so upset because he was such a daddy's boy, and I was like, he doesn't want anything to do with me. And then I had the second one, and he is mama's boy to the max. And now I sometimes want to just pull my skin off and give it to him. Right? Now you're like, oh, I wanted this. I don't get it. This is what I get. This is what you get. Yep. Exactly. So, so I, like, I look back at my life. Like, I, like, it, you know how you reflect back on, like, wow, now I understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. So when I was in school, like, I had this dream that I was going to make every environment, like, Google. Like, I'm going to be this cool um, consultant that's going to come in and I'm going to make your office environment so productive. And now I look at myself and I go, I could still do that, right? But the way that I'm doing that is by impacting the workforce mommy, mommy. and including mommy, military spouses mommy. in that mission. Yes. Oh, mister. Mommy. That was like really good. That what I said and then you 
you, you just yeah. in, involved your in te- your intentional. You just like try to mess me up. <laughs> Throw me off my game. Where do you want to go? Miss Jenna doesn't want to listen to you cry forever. You want to go bug bu- bu- your bubba? Bubba. Yeah, bubba. Oh my that. gosh. Do that. <laughs> Your feet, yeah. Okay. All right. Another... <laughs> we've All right. got we've got a limited amount of time. <laughs> okay. Sorry if there's anything, no, it's totally fine. If there's anything else that you want to say, you can go ahead and say it now, and then I'm probably gonna, um, and then I'll just ask, you know, if people want to contact you, what's a good con- way to contact you? And then in the description, I'll also link whatever you uh, like, an email address, Instagram, whatever you want me to link. Um, on Apple Podcast. Okay, sounds good. So I think, um, so I think that for military spouses, you know, just be confident in your abilities. Remember, you're agile. You have a skill set that that others don't have. Like having to move every two to three years is, you know, the coined uh, time frame, but that has made you so adaptable. Um, it has made you figure out how to do. Uh, a lot with little information, little detail, which is very much a quality that employers are looking for. So I don't think that you should limit yourself. I think what happens is if you've been out of the workforce or you have some gaps on your resume or some, you know, frequent jobs on your resume that we then start to doubt our abilities. Don't doubt your abilities. You're capable of doing whatever it is that you do. Um, and I, you have to remember back to when that if you've had kids in that point where you were like, my brain doesn't work anymore. It doesn't function. Nobody's going (laughs) to value anything I have to say. Those things come back. Like you are, are, we're wonderful, strong creatures and we're, we're learning and changing and evolving all the time. So just don't doubt your abilities. Yes. All such amazing points. And I just want to say thank you again for joining us. You have been such a wealth of knowledge and such a breath of fresh air, basically, to know that there are great spouses out there that are doing great things and empowering other spouses. So if people want to reach out to you, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Um, I think the... The best way to is social media. I think if you have an Instagram page, just look for me. It's dependent.work. Um, I also have an email address. It's Tia at dependent.work um, if you want to email me as well. I think those modes are probably the most informational. Perfect. And I will be sure to link your Instagram page and put your email in the description of this episode. And again, thank you so much for being on this episode. I have had such a wonderful time with you. Um, I can definitely tell we're going to be friends for a while. (laughs) And again, thank you for getting up early with me this morning and doing this. It's, It's been wonderful. No, not a problem, Jenna. Anytime.